All right, because three is a crowd, I'm here today once again, as always, in the blockhouse with Kelly. Another day, another dollar. <clears throat> How's it going, Kelly? <laughs> I have no dollars. Oh, I know. Uh, I'm good. I have that Marty Robbins song stuck in my head because I just heard the dog's collar jingling. Every time I hear anything jingle, I'm like, I've got spurs that jingle, jingle. Anyway, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. That's we good. are here today to talk about Bob Dylan. This is a Bob Dylan podcast, if you didn't know. We pick a song every episode, and we sit with it for about a week, and then we get back to you, and we talk about it, and that's why we're here. I have been listening to Bob Dylan for most of my life. Kelly has heard roughly 11 songs, and this week, <laughs> we listen to 1990s TV talking song off of Under the Red Sky. To anyone passing by, that's who they're talking to. There was someone on the platform talking to the folks about the TV guide and all the pain that it invokes. Too bright a light, he said, for anybody's eyes. If you've never seen one, it's a blessing. Kelly, just in case your old English or your Tolkien was rusty, we're introduced to 11D at the beginning of Lord of the Rings. It's Bilbo's 11th and 1 birthday party so, so he's 111 years old yes wait that's what that means 11 mm-hmm. if you use 11 it's an old from old english it means oh, it's 110 real. yeah huh. it's a real word um taken from old english by tolkien so i think it's kind of a now we kind of just give it to him completely but um it indicates 110 or an indefinitely large number like a gazillion it's either one of the oh, two okay. uh so so you know 110 is how many songs you've listened to and 11D, meaning a gazillion, is also the amount of songs that we have left that to do sounds, in this podcast. Yeah. So mm-hmm. at once we are on the brink of finishing and we're never going to be finished at all, ever. And then you put out another record. Which we're going to get to. Uh, I, it, would, it behooves me to say that this episode is brought to you by Roger. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Roger. Thanks, buddy. He uh, contributed to our Patreon. So if you want to get shouted out like Roger and everybody else who's been shouted out, now's the time. Then you will get a random episode at some Undisclosed date in the future <laughs> that you will have we'll no idea about. Your name. We will say, and this, and you will be sponsored here in the show notes, and for all time, you you will be. This episode is yours. And again, I apologize for whatever song <laughs> you get. And the whole point is that you don't know what's coming up. That's right. So you have to just uh, on blind faith, just uh, you know, give us a buck, yeah. give us three dollars, give us five, give us twenty, wow, give us twenty five thousand. Wow, it's fine. You give us twenty five thousand, you can pick the song. <laughs> That's, that's the threshold. That's twenty five thousand dollars. You get to pick the song. You get to pick next week's song. Well, thanks, Roger. Yeah, thanks so much. That that was super great. And yeah, we did get some news here that is now old news and is even older by the day. So whenever you're listening to this, it's been a good two or three weeks since this has been uh, breaking Bob Dylan news. Breaking Bob Dylan news. New album coming out June nineteenth. Rough and Rowdy Ways. We will be listening to that album. I have something I want to read to you. Mm. This is from. A site called Twitter.com. Mm. From some rando writer from Vanity Fair has this to say, and I want to know your reaction. Something I deeply respect about modern Bob Dylan albums is they're always built around two concepts. Screwing with people to the point of daring them to turn it off and asking them to call him out on some really obvious thing like bad album art or plagiarism. I don't know. Your response. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, what is it? So it's in two camps of where we want to what? We There's want to always call. two th- 
two things in modern where we want to uh, be mad about we want him to turn it off because we don't like him two sound? things i guess yeah two okay. things all modern bob dylan albums have which i don't know what they're considering modern so whatever oh, I mean, is that once they're, they're recently come out with. bad i'm assuming so you want to turn them off oh, no. oh. and well if he, if yeah i know i yeah i gotcha yes and, and also screwing with people to the point of daring them to turn it off. Screwing with people. I mean, like like a seventeen minute song about the JFK assassination. I guess possibly. Maybe that's what they mean? Yeah, you could. So not that it's bad, just that yeah. it's challenging. Yes. Or if you don't like it, then of course you're like, what the fuck is this? Right. Uh, but yeah, is this going to be plagiarized to hell and back? It already is. It already <laughs> has been. Like we're not even that far, and it's already. Well, that's what I said. Or putting out something really obvious for him to get in trouble for, like plagiarism. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're definitely going to dive deep in. I mean, we've just started. And, and <laughs> immediately everyone's like, this album, the album has not only been used in books, it's been used on other records better. Like, it looks better. It's it, like this doesn't even fill up a whole page. This looks like a gift that didn't fill up oh, the, the entire the picture, thing. The, the picture. picture oh, okay, the okay. picture of the album looks like it doesn't even fill up the entire LP page. Like, it was copy and pasted, but it couldn't fill it up. It's like a 400 by 400. They try to blow it up to 800. And it's like you need it to be they a thousand. They didn't have that vector. They didn't have that vector. You need it to be a thousand. So there's black up at the top and bottom. Like you're in a it's tough stuff. So I hope that's not like the full five. I mean, actually, you know what? I hope it is because I couldn't care less. Tempest looks like it was made on photo. I mean, not, not even Photoshop. I'm sorry. On, on paint. It's just here's a photo of a statue. Let's zoom in real close to the side of its face. And then let's get a cool italic font and write the word Tempest. And write Bob Dylan in Times New Roman and pop it out. You know why it doesn't matter? Because it's excellent. And it's Bob Dylan. And uh, if he doesn't like new Bob Dylan, then, yeah, he definitely won't care for this. But I think Bob's on another creative high. And I think this is going to be Murder Most Foul alone is, like, just excellent. So I'm really excited for all of it. But we'll talk about that. We will. Yes. We are going to be doing a special episode right afterwards. So that episode that. That album's going to drop on a Friday on the 19th, and we're going to have an episode out to you uh, by that Monday, hopefully. Um, so we're just going to do it and turn it around. It's not going to be in-depth. It's We're going to have it on our spreadsheet, so we're going to come back to it eventually at some other point. But we're just going to do our initial uh, thoughts on it. And, you know, Kelly, is this is your first your first uh, Bob Dylan album, really. I mean, Triplicate, you could say counts, but I don't know. If... I mean, I've listened to multiple albums at this No, point. I know, but but, like, but it's new. the first brand new one. Yeah. I mean, the whole world. Yeah, I will be hearing it for the first time, but so will everybody else. Right. Wow, I'm just like everyone else. Just like everyone else. And then you, too, can have an opinion on Vanity Fair's tweet. Sweet. And then everything will be great. So before we get into context, Kelly, what, um, how do you feel about TV Talk and Song? And was it pleasing to your ears for the entire you know week or however long we spent with it? That's my feelings. Not for me. It's just like jamming in a bad way. Yeah. When I first put it on in the car, it was the first time I was listening to it too. And I laughed out loud. I just forgot. <laughs> I forgot that it just starts so fucking abruptly. It's just like, I'm knocking in Hyde Park. And you're like, what? Oh my God. Wh- why? What's going on here? It happened very fast. Um, so, th- but we'll get into the music and we'll get into all of that. So we only listened to two versions of it, but to set up a little bit of context here. So it's another song with a tortured history that I don't really want to explore that deeply. Um, Clinton Halen uh, thinks that it you could date this back to like Empire Burlesque, 1985. Mm-hmm. So this came out in 1990. Um, mainly based on like stuff Bob Dylan's been talking about. He's been talking about TV because it's a TV talking song, <laughs> but he's also talking TV. Right. Uh, Clinton Halen uh, notes that there were like five takes uh, back in 1989 when he was in New Orleans doing a record, uh, Oh Mercy, 
For all intents and purposes, the song was recorded in mid-March, April 1990, recorded at Plant Studio, Complex Studio, and Sorcerer Studio in Los Angeles. These were the sessions that involved Slash, George Harrison, David Crosby, Bruce Hornsby, Elton John, everybody showing up, putting their talents to a collection of songs. Uh, on this one, though, we have uh, we know who's playing what. Bob Dylan is on vocals and guitar. Kenny Aronoff is on drums. Bruce Hornsby is on piano. It's got a nice little, nice little piano phoning it in, but it's, it's nice. It's there. It's, it's there a lot. That, it's there a lot. And uh, Robin Ford on guitar and Randy Jackson on that killer bass line. That's not so killer, but we'll get into that too. Like Randy Jackson. Like Randy Jackson. No kidding. Like American Idol Randy Jackson. No shit. No shit. I did not know. I think we've said it before, but uh, yeah, so th- this was released on Under the Red Sky. We've only had God Knows, episode 13. Do not go back and listen to that. And Born in Time, episode 42. So we really haven't talked about this at all. So I'm sure I mentioned it. Uh, if he did play, because again, there's a lot of musicians, so he might not have even been a part of those two. But when I saw Randy Jackson for the first time, I was surprised. So I think it's happened on this podcast, but... I mean, I guess I know he's a producer, but I guess I didn't think that he could play like an instrument for some reason, which most producers can because yeah. it's easier to explain what you want to do or know what to do if you know how to True. play music. And this was half produced by Bob Dylan as Jack Frost and uh, Don Waugh as well. Um, and this is played 20 times total uh, in the fall of 1990. So he clearly just released the record, wanted to do this rap, and then he stopped playing it altogether. That's probably never thought of it. Ever since we listened to two versions of this song, one of them on under the red sky uh, that I laughed at because it starts abruptly. And the other one, which is an outtake from the sessions uh, is easier to swallow just because it's fucking, there's a buildup. There's at least like an intro, which is rare for a Bob Dylan song. So it kind of doesn't make sense that it's there, but I do like that better because it just seems more measured. Did you prefer either one of those to the other? Were you, what, what, how did you feel? Oh, the outtake's way better. Uh, I like his voice a lot too, because he's like, he seems to be speaking more quickly. Not really. I guess when I listen to back to back, he adds an extra verse. So that's one thing. There's a lot of lyrical changes, but the, the quality of his voice, it's like, he's telling a secret. It's like more spooky. I don't know. Yeah. Like two, two is more spooky. It's yeah. like more shaky, yeah. more scary. He's like almost like on the verge of like, he's like, he's fucking high or something like that. Yeah. Like I'm telling you some secrets. Yeah. He sounds TV. manic. Like he sounds like the guy that's going to start the fight in the, in the crowd. Which is great. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah. great. Yeah. The other one's just like, I'm just a middle-aged guy talking about TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I definitely prefer that version, but they're still the same. It's like, there's no, it's the same verse over and over again. 
like musically there's it's there's no variance there's no like this is the bridge this is the chorus we're switching it up here and here it's just like we are playing an a everybody do whatever you want yeah so we were looking up just because you've been playing the songs and i gotta say dylan cord's really knocked it out of the park here uh tv talk like literally you got links for every song on under the red sky the only thing for tv talking song song number five says go to bobdylan.com get the lyrics pick any chord and stay there damn it's true. Damn. There's really not a lot going on. And I mean, there's a, this is this is a really good example of musicians that know how to play their instruments well mm-hmm. with no direction. This guy did not. This guy being Bob Dylan did not have a plan for this song. I think he just wrote a poem and was like, "Yeah, just fucking just play." And that's exactly what it sounds like. Robin Ford, the guitarist, said uh, about exactly what you're saying. "Quote: When we started recording, Dylan would just." start some kind of vamp going on his guitar. The whole band was in the room in contact with each other. There wasn't a lot of separation and Bob has this table in front of him with pages and pages and pages of lyrics <laughs> and would just start some kind of thing going on his guitar and we'd all fall in behind him and start jamming. And as soon as we kind of liked what we were doing, he'd pick up, he'd start picking up the lyrics going through the pages and he'd just start trying to sing over whatever we were doing. Yep. That, that is, a, I'm, it shows, it shows. It's very evident that's what's happening. So, and I like version two better because you can just tell without even like paper crunching <laughs> that he's just waiting. He's just yeah. waiting for the, and even the timing seems kind of weird, but I like that. I like when Bob's not really on time. Like yeah. He makes up a bridge in there that doesn't show up in the real version because I think he's just kind of going, which does make it better. Yeah, more I Bob always Dylan. like when he like fits the words mm-hmm. in where they probably shouldn't be able to fit. That's always And awesome. I think he does that pretty good. Now, the I my first take on, on take two, um, because we got it late when we were doing this, I didn't realize I even had an outtake. Uh, you can find it on the Genuine Bootleg series from way back in the day. Um, it was spelled TV without t dot v dot so when i searched my itunes for tv it didn't show up oh, damn. so i didn't know i had it so anyways beefier bass that's what i first noticed was just like we got a bass oh, yeah, we got line. 30 second intro we got a bass line stuff, yeah. yeah and i didn't even notice before i didn't know i mean you know guitar the guitar's there right you know piano is there you know bass is there but it just doesn't feel like a fucking song well it's hard to hear anything over the piano the relentless bruce hornsby <laughs> <laughs> that is what <laughs> The ladies call him. Oh, no. Um, anyways, I, I was thinking that Randy Jackson is losing his mind on this bass. Not really. Not, no, it's nothing. good. He's it, doing it, a great job. It's good. But you are, you also have a bass. And I wanted to know if you could, if you were going to learn how to play it. No. <laughs> but you gave it a shot. Yeah. Well, no, I can tell you what's going on. Okay. I cannot play it because he's a better bass player. Mm. He's an actual musician, Randy Jackson. Not just an American Idol judge, <laughs> turns out. So I figured out that the song is probably an A major. Although and this is also on guitar, not bass. So. Oh, yeah. Well, because I don't have an acoustic bass. I know. And, and we're a, too lazy to plug shit in. It's a damn shame. Um, so, yeah, I think it's an A major, even though he throws some oh God, A minor chords because he doesn't really give a shit when he's playing this song. So if you want to play Bob's part in this song, what's that song that we did like 300 versions of? Trust Yourself? Yeah. So it's it's that all over again. So you just play A, just from now into eternity. Just play A major. Um, Some say he's still playing it today. Yeah. Uh, and then the the bass line, the main bass line, is just A, E, and G sharp. So it's and then if you want to have fun over and over again. But yeah, so it's basically 
This is just a jam song, so if you're just playing an A major, or if you want to just do the A pentatonic scale, which is, that's like a beginner guitar thing that I learned as a beginner guitarist, <laughs> which is just like, oh, you can go up and down the neck. Ugh. So if you know if you know the A pentatonic scale, if you just do fun shit in there, yeah. you can play this song. So Randy Jackson knows that is what you're saying. Yes. And well, it he sounds might be actually fun. be in the, the actually A major scale, not the pentatonic scale. But, but still, you, once you're good enough, you can just play it. All right, so he's just playing something. Yeah, he's just, it's, he's it's just doing not, a little... He's doing a little uh, flair. He's just doing like little guitar fills yeah. over the, the one... A chord and Bruce Hornsby's incessant play. <laughs> yeah. So, but you, he definitely vamps more in uh, Randy. That is, vamps more in the outtake. But yeah, if you want to use, if you just ignore Bob Dylan's voice and want to use this as a backing track to play, you're like, hey, I want to play in the key of A. Mm. Just go nuts on the pentatonic scale and do some cool shit. This is a great song for that because there's nothing going on. Do we think the incessant A forever and ever and ever is a metaphor for television? For peace, he said you could feel it in the crowd My thoughts began to wander But his voice was ringing loud It will destroy your family Your happy home is gone No one can protect you from it Once you've done it all It will lead you into some strange pursuits Lead you to the land of forbidden fruits It'll scramble up your head Drag your brain about Sometimes you gotta do like Elvis did And shoot the damn thing out You know, I, I don't, Bob, I don't think is talking about TV in particular no. Not a TV show itself But just TV rotting your brain Which is a very not hot take It's a cold <laughs> take it's present. But this was 1990. Is it was it cold then? Oh, yes. It was cold. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <Very> cold. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, producer Don Wa. Let's talk about the song. Don Wa, the producer, uh, took the L for this. Is that the U2 guy? Dave Daniel Lanois. Uh, yes. Yeah, they both do have those kind of names. They're not the same. Daniel La- Daniel Lanois. It's not the same. It's not the same person as Don Wa. No. Oh, this shit. is Don Wa. Oh. I don't know that I've ever seen that human being. <laughs> I, I don't actually know. His name is Don Was. I know, but it's Wah. Is it? It, it definitely <laughs> is. He's in a funk rock band, Wah. Not uh, Wah. So, oh my God, I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, jazz. Okay. Oh, I grew up listening to that. How dare he? <laughs> Anyways, he's got lots of stuff. That's pretty good. You can't even say Was correctly because of him. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, prolific to say the least. So, oh, producing stuff. Okay. Yeah. Richie Sambora. So that tells you what we need to know. What's Richie Sambora? He's uh, the guitarist in Bon Jovi. Oh. Garth Brooks. I mean, God, he's doing lots of stuff. Hootie the Blowfish. Okay, so there you go. He did Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah, but not like good Hootie and the Blowfish. No, right? That's their one. That's two. Oh, three. Jesus Christ. Never mind. Uh, I don't. Chris Christopherson. So he seems to come to people when they're past their prime well, and produce an album. John John Mayer's there, yeah, maybe Neil Diamond. Sure, he's super old. God, okay, Greg Allen, yeah, yeah. Brian Wilson. Will you even scroll past uh, Ringo Starr back there? And uh, Cinda Williams is still fine. Somebody um, else. John. Stone Temple Pilots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, none of those are shockers. But yeah, I mean, they're just. I think it's just a, a certain type of music and a certain. 
time period. Yeah, okay. Whatever. Anyways. No, he did Bob Dylan. Sense. He did do Bob Dylan. That's why he's here. All right. Oh, you see, he mixed MTV's Unpulled. Anyways, Don Wah, who helped Bob Dylan produce this record, took the L big time. This is from Clinton Halen. Uh, he, Don Wah was talking to um, Peter Doggett. He says, quote, there are lyrics on this record that he just threw on. And then as we were mixing the record, the album went so quickly, he was sitting there rewriting the songs. And each song, as each song was mixed, he asked for a microphone to be set up and he would redo his vocals, not necessarily to improve the vocals because I don't think he did, but because he was rewriting songs. And in some cases, the songs improved. In some cases, he should not have second guessed his first instincts. TV talking song is one of those. In retrospect, maybe I should have said, let's not start recording this until we know what we're going to do. I don't think I've ever really listened to this song in my life. I didn't really realize there was a story. Genuinely, the talking part, it's a talking song. He hasn't done a talking song. 1990, at this point, since 1963. You know, so he just, he's talking songs is what his bread and butter was when he was young. He hasn't done a talking song in, in decades. I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think of this as a talking song. I didn't think about this as anything because I hate it. Just like I knew, I thought I hated it. Do I hate it? I don't know. Stay tuned. The whole song. I mean, what, what's happening? Oh, in the fake anecdote? Like a fake anecdote. Of course it's fake. Oh, it's well, a I song. mean, not all, no, not all the time. Some sure. people could be talking about a real experience. A lot yeah, of times people are like about a real but experience. But do you think that David Bowie went to space? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> do. Do you, do, you, do you think those are real? Uh, I just It's funny when people, I don't know, the only reason I point that out is like, yes, of course, fiction exists. Most songwriting is not, in fact, just documenting people's lives <laughs> to the factual well details. Bob Dylan did go to London in February of 1990 <laughs> I mean, so no know. so he, he was like I'm putting Hyde Park in this motherfucker yeah. um, but the reason I pointed out to say that calling it a fake anecdote is just because he's trying to you know lambast people that watch TV and, and saying that TV is evil so it's like come on dude that you don't need to whatever dumb take so I don't support your fake anecdote did you did you even I'll be honest with you I think the song is so grating that I never once before, and not until I read the lyrics, I didn't realize that we were hanging out with a bystander who were hearing the preacher or the speaker or whoever yeah, it, say these things. And Bob Dylan is the narrator is a separate person. Well, I famously, I don't hear the words to any songs. But you caught it. Well, I, probably after I read it. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Now I can't remember. So I can't say for sure. I knew that. I can't say for sure that I heard a single word of this song uh, until I over the Bruce Hornsby's. Relentless piano. So yeah, so we have a, a guy. He's he's up at. Uh, so in Hyde Park, there is a speaker's corner. Apparently, that's a thing in the UK. A lot of the parks have these speaker's corner. One, I think they all do. I think they all have these little designated spots where you can get up and say anything um, until you are like until there's a complaint. Uh, there's been riots before. So apparently, a riot takes place in Bob Dylan's song. There have been riots before, but only in the 19th century. There was one uh, in 1855 over the Sunday trading bill where they were going to outlaw trading, like buying and selling on Sundays, which was the only day most people had off. So people rioted. And then in 1866, there was like a reform bill and they rioted again. But they've never rioted since then. So Bob Dylan has never seen a riot in Hyde Park. Fake anecdote. (laughs) Yes, this was this... (laughs) This did not happen, people. Uh, no, there's a couple of significant, I think, uh, interesting changes in the lyrics as well. There's so uh, many changes. There's so many changes. Some of them don't really matter, um, but some of them do. In in our first part of the song where we are introduced to the per- person, um, 
we get basically, yeah, Bob, about a TV god and the pain that it evokes. He changed that lyric from about TV being evil and he wasn't telling jokes. So again, Bob Dylan sort of simmering down some of the rage that he had on his papers and pages and pages and pages of uh, of notes about TV. Because you can imagine him just just sitting at the TV and just railing about it. Kind of love that version of Bob Dylan. Just it's like an old guy in a An old guy. This stupid channel, I hate it. I'm just going to talk about it all. Where's the Bass Pro Fishing Channel? <laughs> yeah. Although, again, we have three channels at this point. Well, 1990. Oh, yeah. Cable. Cable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's probably rocking the cable. Um, he's definitely watching outdoor sports. Well, and also CNN is like famously right now a thing, too, because he's talking about the news. All the news or whatever. Yeah, which was new back then, so... Yeah, then we move on. Uh, we get a we get a verse from him. I moved in closer, got up on my toes. Two men in front of me were coming to blows. People already fighting. Uh, the man was saying something about children when they're young being sacrificed to it while lullabies are being sung. Now, I love the idea of that because the original one is whoever puts a face in it, he said, they should be hung. Obviously, the hung line's way better because it also connects to later on when this motherfucker gets hung. It's also it would be it would work out why it's spookier. That's I just know. the spookier better version. But listen, Kelly, under the red sky has wiggle wiggle on it. He said, I gotta put the word lullaby in here. The kids the kids were falling off at this point. But when I say lullabies, then I have brought it all back together. The news of the day is on all the time. This is the the speaker guy talking. All the latest gossip, all the latest rhyme. Your mind is your temple. Keep it beautiful and free. Don't let an egg get laid in it by something you can't see. Made me think of bad eggs. Mama Bezor. What's the matter? Your egg keep you up all night? That's a Buffy reference. And it's a TV talking song, so we could talk TV forever. Uh, The other alternative version for that was puts your, uh, this makes no sense to me, puts your brain inside your eye and penetrates your skull, lays an egg inside your head and makes you dull. Weaker. That's weaker, I think, than the other one. But but we still have mind eggs and that's the real takeaway. Still have mind eggs. The brain inside your eye. I kind of like that because you're implying that you don't have a brain anymore that's functional. That like what you see with your eyeballs is all that you intone of the world. Right. That like is you, kind of You nice. don't have any critical thinking or anything beyond just what right. is in front of you. Like you can almost just like cut the synapses off. Yeah, that it doesn't matter. That one's good. That one's better. But then the in your head it makes you dull. It's pretty pretty weak shit. Uh, and you know, and Bob's not really commenting on you know advertising or anything like that. He he had a riff uh, going back to we talked about a, a couple weeks ago. Bob Dylan talking to Kurt Loder in 1984 um, about lie. They also covered this shit too. So <laughs> Kurt's like, well, what do you, what do you think about commercials? I mean, I can't wait to know everything that Kurt was like, what do you think about Diet Dr. Pepper? Like <laughs> Bob's got to take on it all uh, about commercials, you know, in, in general, he says, quote, uh, they look like they're pushing sex in some kind of way. It's to stick the idea in your brain. If you start making laws against porno magazines and that's and that kind of stuff, you gotta stop primetime television shows too. S E X, sex. Oh, so conflate conflating a bit, um, but also a very it's a very '90s dad shit. And then he shows up in a lingerie, the Vic- Victoria's Secret commercial later on. I mean, what what are you doing, Bob? I mean, the man's a hypocrite. He's it's like right in the song. It's like you're doing this for people to buy your records and you don't give a shit. Kurt, poor Kurt. However, uh, the, you know, the news of the day is on all the time. You know, I, I think it's, you could argue that it's worse now. You know, just the news being on. And not only is it on TV, it's everywhere. It's, it's everywhere. On your phone, it's, it's on your phone. It's everywhere. It's just this cloud. Yeah. 
I, I think that's probably the only the only value of this song is just kind of that sort of dread. Even the spooky version of his, I think, speaks to that dread. I got a restless drifted to the crowd. He was still shouting something, and his voice was ringing loud. It will destroy your family. Your happy home is gone. No one can protect you from it once you turn it on. Uh, going back to our preacher guy, pray for peace, he said. You could feel it in the crowd. My thoughts began to water. His voice was ringing loud. Um, and the alternative, uh, alternatively, he says, I got up restless, drif- drifted through the crowd. He was still shouting something. His voice was ringing loud. So even our narrator, like, as you said, Bob Dylan is the preacher and the other person as well. Um, so we can kind of play both sides. But in this version, the narrator is kind of getting tired of this guy's bullshit. He's like, nah, fuck this guy. This guy's going on about how bad TV is. How bad can it really be? And in the end, the narrator goes back and watches TV. And maybe that speaks to our complicity, complicity as a culture of, you know, saying, fuck this and this is terrible. But we all indulge in it. We all watch trash TV. Oh, there's we so all... many people at the grocery store. Uh, you're, uh, yeah. And everybody does that. I mean, yeah. without exception, everybody does that. Everybody feels that everybody's not wearing a mask and you, but neither are you. Right. So then it's like, <laughs> you're the hypocrite, but you're fine. I'm we, special. We do that. We do that. We do that as human beings. <laughs> and I, and need I, you to know I think that that's that I'm special. So, so Bob being on both sides, I think is, um, makes it more interesting. Uh, the preacher goes on to say, uh, it will lead you into some strange pursuits, lead you to the land of forbidden fruits. Not very good. Uh, it will scramble up your head and drag your brain about. And alternatively, that whole verse, tell us somebody screamed and climbed up on the knobs. Remember when TVs had yeah. knobs? That dates you immediately, Bob. Oh, yeah. I mean, good for you getting rid of that. Uh, you can live another life with all the time you've lost. Bait you with a puppet spin your brains about and then i think the entire reason this song exists sometimes you got to do like elvis did and shoot the damn thing out uh, this show ain't no good that and the the fake twist at the very end are literally the only reason this song exists as bob said i want to use that and i want to use that how am i going to put these things in a song so i didn't know that anecdote about elvis i think now that you say that somewhere in my mind i did know that mm. but I was like, he didn't shoot himself in the head. Didn't he die on the toilet? Maybe he's talking about pooping in this lyric, and now this is a very silly song. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. It's been a long life. Absolutely incredible. Uh, Again, to go back to Clinton Halen, uh, to quoting Dylan uh, in 1986, quote, you've just got to turn the bombardment of images off. If all we can do is just complain about it, and it's destroying the fabric of our minds, then we just have to shut it off. And then we get the weird, um, in take two, we have this weird bridge out oh, yeah, of nowhere. A, like a verse that doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. Yeah. TV judges, Judge Judy, thrown under the bus, <sighs> I gotta say. Hey, and she's not the only one. She's just the best one. Judge Joe Brown. Yep. Uh, TV clerks. What's well, a TV clerk? I don't know. What's a clerk? Like a back, like a checker? Like a cashier? Is that what a clerk is? A, t- but, yeah, Ooh, a law clerk is like... Yeah. But what does it, what's a TV clerk? Because you have a TV judge, is it, a TV clerk. Is it, is it the clerk of the judge? I mean, because judges have clerks. Yeah. yeah. So you just so because there's a TV judge, Judge Joe Brown, Bob's like, oh, no, no. This would be incomplete without saying that that judge definitely has a clerk. And it's not just a clerk. It's a TV clerk. It's what you need to legitimize the TV judge. Gotcha. TV judge, TV clerk. Obviously. You always have a TV bailiff. You never see the clerks. You always see the bailiff. Though. Always. The bailiff is just as famous. Yeah. TV repairmen. To fix it so it works. TV daddies. Don't like hearing him saying Oh, he says daddies? Daddies. TV daddies and TV moms. 
because it's a kid's show. Remember, this is a kid's song. <laughs> don't, don't forget. TV daddies, TV moms. And in TV, cities under bombs. So there was a, a famous The Day After Tomorrow, the movie about like nuclear bombs going off in 1983, I want to say. I know the name. And yeah, the... people genuinely freaked out. It was like watched by tons of people back in the day when there wasn't a lot of channels. And it apparently, some would say that it like changed people's like public opinion about nuclear um, power and nuclear bombs. Hmm. People were genuinely freaked out about the depictions because they looked so real at the time. Good evening. Here's what's happening. Most of you who watch the ABC movie the day after are probably still feeling just a little numb right now. Maybe you discussed what you saw with your family and friends. It still leaves you, though, wondering about life, about the world, and about what you'd do if you knew the nuclear missiles were in fact on the way here. Uh, and then we continue on to the end of the to the end of the episode. Um, it's all been designed, he said, to make you lose your mind. And when you go back to find it, there's nothing there to find. Where are my mind eggs? And then uh, he alternately wrote, give it to somebody who will worship you behind. Worship that, your behind, right? Worship you behind. Are you sure it's not your? Um, every time you look at it, your situation's worse. If you feel it grabbing out for you, send for the nurse. Alternative, alternatively, uh, if it's grabbing out for you, because it's now actively grabbing for you, which I kind of like better, call for the nurse. Back to Halen, he writes, uh, Bob Dylan was speaking to someone else in December of 1985. He says, quote, TV is so super powerful. It forms people's opinions. When I was growing up, and even in the 60s, that never was the case. You had to go out and experience things to form opinions. Now, you don't have to move. You get knowledge brought to you without the experience of it. I think there's something really dangerous in that. I would counter to say I don't. I think that TV can do net positive things, which are bringing you footage, pictures, people that you would not normally see in your everyday life. It's expanded people's universes and capacities to have empathy. Can it also make you dumb? Fuck yeah! It can do everything because we're just humans. It's it's and I guess Bob's not mad about the technology per se. He's mad about what he thinks that we're using or what the culture presumes that people are using, right? We're all watching Real Housewives or whatever. And it just isn't true. People are watching things that are making yes. their minds work. Bob Cold, his his cold take is not like untrue, right? I agree that TV or even the internet exposes you to things that you might not otherwise see in your life because you live somewhere that's like not diverse or not whatever and you just you know, have kind of a narrow life that it is what it is. You live where you live, whatever. Yeah. So that's great to be exposed to that kind of stuff. Obviously it can be negative too. If you're exposed to nothing but negative stereotypes about certain people, then it, uh, yes, it's much better to meet other human beings because people are not the internet. Like people yes. are not who they are on TV. They're actual human beings that are a lot more like you than you think. And not every one is awful. No. So I get it, Bob, but it's a truism is what it is. Yeah. It's like this all, he's not wrong. Everything he's saying is right. I think we would all agree that, like, if you just sit around and watch TV all day, like people do in this country all day, that's all they do. And people's brains are rotted out by Fox News and shit like that. Oh, sure. But even just regular stuff, you just sit around and watch TV all day for your life. That can't really be a life. It's not a life. It's definitely not a life. You know, I think we can, I think we've definitely seen that watching the same type of stuff has definitely had terrible impacts on people's minds. It's ruined my, you know, family members that I've had. 
become absolutely intolerable to be around because yeah. they just become some mouthpiece. Is it TV that does that? No, of course not. It's anything. Somebody joins a fucking cult. All they are, TV didn't do anything bad. Is the cult that did it? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and that's just what it is. Like, I think TV is just it's it's cold because it's TV is. When you say TV today, I think of the boob tube. I think of knobs and stuff like that. But TV is every. It's the internet, as you brought up immediately. When we think about this, and when I heard this song, all you do is think about the internet, because that's. I mean, I want to see Bob Dylan. Talk about the internet. Where's the internet, Bob? Anyways, we close this saga with with these lines. The crowd began to riot, which fake anecdote, as we've established. And they grabbed hold of the man, Bob Dylan. They were pushing, they were shoving, and everybody ran. Alternatively, they also hung him from a lamppost. Then they ran. Again, this is a kid's song. So we had to take out the hanging, the lynching of this preacher guy. For better or for worse. Maybe they just hung him up by like his uh, shirt collar. Like Maybe they hung out with him. At the lamppost, which is actually a bar. Ah, from a lamppost, though. Mm. Oh, and maybe it's a chain restaurant. <laughs> one of them. Just one of them. <laughs> <laughs> the TV crew was there to film it. They jumped right all over me. Later on that evening, I watched it on TV. Alternatively. Al- why can't I say that word? Alternatively. Alternatively. Uh, I walked back to my hotel and watched it on TV. What's the difference between alternately and alternatively? Alternately means you're substituting something. Yeah. Alternatively just means like you're doing Al- something, making a different choice. I don't. Yeah. I. What, it would work for both of those would work for this, right? Yeah. Alternately. Because it is an alternate. Yeah, you're swapping out one for the other. Right. Alternatively. But meaning you can I know. do this instead. Instead. So they're they're kind of. And he kind of did use one instead, but we're talking about both, so I'm saying. But that's it. I'm just saying. And it would just be like this one, and then alternately for my vocabulary moment. That's what that means, right? Like, so alternatively would mean doing something instead. Alternately means a substitution. I think that's why I'm getting tripped up because I want to say it both ways. Hmm. The ending should remind you of another song, Kelly. Should it? Yeah. Does it remind you of a song? A Bob Dylan song. A Bob Dylan song. No? It reminds me... Oh, wait, 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 wait. Isn't there another song where he's watching TV the whole time? No, the whole time. Is it Black Diamond Bay? It's Black Diamond Bay. Oh, Bay. yeah, okay. It, yes, it reminds me of Black Diamond Bay. It reminds you. <laughs> I'm glad. See, there you go. You're, I didn't know if you would remember that. Yeah, no, this was... Uh, the first thing I thought of was yeah. Black Diamond Bay. Right. Uh, that one just has a better story. It has nothing to do with... Song. Nothing to do with TV talking, so you've already given away the whole game, Bob, with your rap here this time around but like that one was so great because it was like this epic story and then in the end the whole thing is bob's just a regular person watching a volcano explode on tv and he's like wow the world's crazy i need to get another beer better song and way better message yeah way better song way better message and yeah it really speaks to like humanity and like we just can't care about every single thing we don't know everything right it's like this whole story that we would love to hear in this wonderful song. If somebody wrote a song about it, God, we would love it. Yeah. But I, you know, I just got off work. I gotta, I'm just gonna have a beer and watch the news or whatever. You know, oh shit, a volcano. Oh, all they found was the hat or whatever. It's like that's some good shit. Yeah. And Bob's is this is weird. I was sitting home alone one night in LA watching old croquet on the seven o'clock news. It seems there was an earthquake that left nothing but. Happening, so I turned it off and went.
And this song just doesn't really hold up. And I think that he, all he had was the Elvis line and this, and he really wanted to make a song like that. Every time I hear somebody mention like tweeting or Instagramming or even saying the word DMs and stuff in songs, I'm instantly like, ugh. Yeah. And TV doesn't feel so much like that weirdly. No. Because, like, because it's more ubiquitous in a way. And maybe it's been around it, for a long, long time. Maybe internet will get that way too, where it'll be easier to hear Instagram. You know, these things just haven't been around that long, but yeah. they've been around for 10 years. Yeah. It's not bad. I don't know. Anyways, does this song work in 2020? No. Does it work in 1990? No. <laughs> I don't know that this is actually a song. So I. Why is it talking? Say no. Why is it a song? Because oh, because you're because Bruce Hornsby yeah. is having fun. <laughs> yeah, I think it's more like capturing a moment of people fucking around in a studio than it is like a purposeful, intentional song, which is fine. Like what I mean, I get it. Improvised music is still music. It's not that it's not a song, but it wasn't done on purpose. So I don't know. I don't think it can work today. Well, see, that's a great philosophical question <laughs> about intent and like yeah. about what like is a song just floating in the wind and you have to capture it or do you have to make it? But see, I would say that this doesn't even count because like even I mean, if you're like fucking Battlestar Galactic King it. I mean, God, I hope, I hope this wasn't a from this <laughs> outer space. Um, you would still be like, I have to get this out. I have to write this down. And maybe lyrically. You, I don't think this is the case. Maybe that's what he did. Yeah. But musically, no, there was nothing no. there. He was no, just like, not. play something. But I think that's also, that's more truthful. Like, that's what a workaday musician's going to do. I mean, Bob Dylan is, you got to make stuff. You know, you're not always going to be inspired. Yeah. I mean, and Bob's spoken about those times later on, like really great interviews where he's just like. You ever look at music that you've written and look mm-hmm. back at it and say, whoa, that mm-hmm. surprised me. I used to. Uh, I, I, I don't do that anymore. Uh, I don't know how I got to, to write those songs. What do you mean you don't know how? Well, those early songs were like almost magically written. Um, uh, darkness at the break of noon, shadows even the silver spoon, a handmade blade, a child's balloon. Eclipses both the sun and moon to understand you knew too soon there is no sense in trying. This Dylan classic, It's All Right, Ma, was written in 1964. Well, try to sit down and write something like that. Uh, th- there's a magic to that, and it's not uh, Siegfried and Roy kind of magic. You know, it's a, it's a different kind of a penetrating magic. And, uh, you know, I did it. I, I, I did it at one time. You don't think you can do it today? Mm-mm. Does that disappoint you? Well, you can't do something forever, and uh, I did it once, and I can do other things now, but I, I, I can't do that. I think at this point, he was definitely at that low where you just you become rich and famous, and you don't have much to talk about. I think we've talked about it before with like Jay-Z and Kanye. It's like... You get to a point where you're so wealthy and you're so divorced from the world that you have nothing to say. Yeah. And I think that a little bit of it is is Bob was definitely holding up in studios and just like making dumb songs. And some of them ended up being really good. And ones that were great were never shown the light of day. And bad ones like this get on there, which is a bummer. But 
no, I don't think that this works. And also Bob Dylan, hypocrite to the greatest degree. Motherfuckers all up on commercials and shit to this day. Uh, also, we watched like a Rolling Stone last year where famously great video, a bunch of TV channels, Bob, what are you in? What are you, what are you doing? All the, all of the kids that grew up on the lullaby TV talking songs. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine them? They're like, Bob Dylan is the biggest traitor because now if I want to enjoy this song from 40 years ago, I have to watch it on TV. I know, but actually on the internet. Also, don't forget, Kelly, that soon there will be a TV show called Time Out of Mind, a gritty drama series that reimagines characters from the songs of Bob Dylan. What? Josh Wakely pitched this show. Quote, all the characters that he's created. Maggie from Maggie's Farm. Joey Gallo. Peggy Day. Hurricane Carter. Tambourine Man. What if they all collided in the day of JFK, the day after JFK's assassination, found themselves in Greenwich Village for different reasons, and were propelled along a journey at that time of deep turmoil in the streets where the world was changing? Would you watch that show? Because it's being made. That's so weird. This also, guy, he owes you money because you had that idea to make a Halloween party, and I say that counts. Amen. <laughs> amen. Josh? <laughs> I forgot all about that. Yeah, let's let's talk. Let's talk. Also, the character of the tambourine man. I don't know if I'm on board, but uh, it, the head of NBC Entertainment back in the '90s who did Seinfeld, um, Friends, mm. Frasier. He's on board. Um, I don't know how. I don't know how this guy got th- this interaction or got the sign off from Jeff Rosen and Bob Dylan, but apparently it happened, and apparently Bob Dylan is involved, quote unquote, which he. Probably knows nothing about nope. this in any world. But yeah, it's like a thing. They were going to start filming, but COVID stopped that. Did this announcement or idea come up after the JFK song? This uh, this article was from March, like early March. So before so the JFK song. this would have been a few. It would have been before. Oh, Because I think the JFK song kind of tears, makes this a mockery of all of this. So. Well, I mean, but yeah, <laughs> but that's just so funny that he would be like, I want to set it. Yeah. Now. Oh, I swear to God, if we're in so if the if the if the show is called Murder, oh, it's called Time Out of Mind. But if it ends up being called Murder Most Foul, and it's like this was the theme song, and it's like a seventeen minute theme song every time. <laughs> <laughs> it's three minutes of television show, and then it's a, no, it's a taut twenty two minute you know so dramedy. No, no, twenty two minute dramedy, but a seventeen minute theme song. So it's a forty four minute total, but oh, the theme oh, song oh, is oh. Murder Most Foul, yes. and then you get the normal episode, which is just a half an hour TV show. Now that now we're talking, and if that's what it is, then you owe me money, Josh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, definitely uh, in the end, I no don't think that this works. And TV is a very passive uh, form of entertainment, probably the most passive. I mean, music, I, I would say, is number two. But music, in some ways, you can like drift out of your thoughts or get really deep into your thoughts or deep into the music. TV is definitely a bombardment of all the senses. That's what makes right. TV so great. You really can't escape it, and. Unless you're just watching something, you know, dumb or, 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 you know, procedural, you know, you know what's going to happen so you can kind of zone out. Or if you're going into the intention with that, right? Like you're putting on right. something with no plot to speak of or anything, just so you can have noise. Or you've seen it a hundred times. Yes. And it's just noise, which music definitely easily becomes that because sure. you don't have any visual with it. Mm-hmm. So it's even easier to drift off, um, which I, is what I like about that because I can't do that with TV. Like if I put a TV show on, I'm very drawn to it but you put on tv when you're just hanging out yeah stuff i've seen before yeah, i don't ever right. do that with new stuff just because it's like because you're like gonna want to watch it you yeah. know it's like <laughs> i'm not gonna do this for a brand new show and like this is how i'm gonna watch it so yeah i think we have a reverence for tv like t- good tv that we want to watch 
we're going to give it our time and our attention. And I think that the Bob Dylan of 1990 and the Bob Dylan of who's representing all of these fact factors in culture that think like TV's rotting your brains and shit. Like they're not accounting for like there is thoughtful stuff. Like Bob doesn't know, know what the thoughtful stuff is, to but there's fair, plenty of thoughtful stuff. TV doesn't get good until a while from then, which is a great. I just bet, uh, which is a great point. And, you know, in either way, like this is definitely a bugaboo song and it's dated the moment it was written. A bugaboo? A bugaboo. Mm-hmm. But I think overall TV is definitely the dominant media of not only this time, but probably for, for all future. I mean, TV is it. TV is life brought to life. TV is now on our phones. It's what we have. We watch you know, if you're not watching fucking, um, you know, streaming services, you're watching regular TV. And if you're not watching regular TV, you're watching fucking Instagram and TikTok. You know what I mean? So until Bob Dylan comes up with a TikTok talking song. TikTok talking. TikTok talking song. I don't want to hear about it. TikTok and song. TikTok and song. The crowd begun to riot and they grabbed hold of the man that was pushing there was shoving and Kelly, did you know that we're a real podcast? Mm-hmm. You can follow us intermittently on Twitter. Hey, it's it's tough out there. I know it's it's honest. Coronavirus has really this is not the way it was all supposed to go, Kelly. Oh, I know. But uh, we are on uh, Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on you know all the places that Instagram. Uh, you can follow us there. We're on Patreon as well. Um, you can give us a dollar. We'll we sponsor an episode. That'd be great. That would be awesome. We're not on TV. We're not on TV. We also had a playlist, which was pretty fun to listen to this week because we've been spending more time with the songs as we've been, you know, staggering out our own productivity on on doing the show because, it, you know, you will have noticed hopefully that these episodes are longer. That's not going to always be the norm, but, you know, we want to give you more of our time and we also want to give you longer playlists. Kelly, what do you think about the playlist in general this week? It was long. You were right. And great. And great. And great. Okay, so welcome back to the playlist. We'll go over our, our favorites here. Welcome back to the playlist uh, for the second time, Arcade Fire. The Stooges for the second time. First time since episode 40, Hollis Brown. Uh, Pink Floyd for the third time. Nana Grizzle for the second time. Blink-182's TV, which closed us out last week. For the third time, Blink-182, uh, I chose the Cheshire Cat version over the Buddha version because it was... 30 or 40 seconds shorter. Oh, it's on both albums. Mm. Oh. And two different versions. Oh. Huh. But I chose the shorter one. Uh, TV on the radio for the fourth time. And Slater Kinney coming in late for the fourth time. Yeah. Almost uh, didn't make the cut. Almost didn't make the cut. We said we should put this on here. And then you did because I forgot all about <laughs> it. Lots of brand new faces. Welcome to our playlist universe. Kate Tempest. Pictures on the screen. Oh, yeah. That's great. Let Them Eat Chaos 2016. Uh, how do you say this? Is it the Buggles, the Bugles? I think it's the Buggles. Buggles, brah, that's terrible shit. Isn't that the very first video on MTV? Irony. Yeah. Do you think they wrote that song for that moment? I don't know, but it's really good. And it's really it's infuriating. So it's so oh, catchy. Oh, 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 oh. Every aspect of it is so wonderful, and like even like just the way that his vocals are like low mm-hmm. and digitized. Um, apparently, that album's really good. It's the only one they ever made. So. Oh. I'm like, 
that's probably good. I added it to my 80s playlist. I'm I'm excited to listen to it because it's probably pretty good. Um, Worm Burner. Yeah. Made for TV movie. Good shit. That's a, that's a like tiny that. little band. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. I thought it was maybe like a band that, because you'll usually throw bands on that you know. And I was like, their voice sounds a lot kind of like Laura Jane Grace. I'm into mm. this. But yeah, they're just like a little band. They are. Well, they're good. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, they were, they're awesome. Yeah, I found out about them just a couple of weeks ago, mainly because one of their songs has my name in it. And I was like, I like this. This is great. No one ever says my name. So, uh, Idols, television. I smash mirrors and fuck TV. What does that mean? I don't know. But I love it. And it's such a positive message. At the it's end. such a positive message. And, and that's the thing, right? So that that's where we've come full circle. I like that message of like, I'm not going to talk about TV as the monolith. It's just like, if you want to do something different, fuck it. Don't, just okay. do it. Love yourself. Love yourself. Uh, television Marky Moon. Thanks for the 13 minute song for the person who hates yeah. long songs. The song is dope. So good. Television is so good. I want you to, you should. I know. Play it that sounds riff. like so fun and easy to play. Yeah. That's, that's one you could just like whip out anytime. Kind of like your um, cars. You know, everybody will recognize it immediately. <laughs> yeah. Soon you're on your way to becoming that person oh, who just has a bunch of, riff, my bunch, a bunch of riffs ready to go. If anyone's in a mediocre cover band that needs a mediocre guitarist. Maybe I'm sure you live in Montana. So, <laughs> Whoa. No, oh no, no shots in Montana. I just mean like if there were a person such as mm. with a skill level that is nigh existent mm. they probably live somewhere far away so i would not be able to be in their cover band i like that montana is the furthest away you could think of. <laughs> yeah that was a really dumb two states over <laughs> china everything's far in the apocalypse moving on that's fair aha uh-huh. that wasn't about that aha uh-huh. it's the name of the band uh the sun always shines on tv very 80s mm-hmm. that's good. aggressively 80s. it was a little more like gothy than i was expecting yeah, maybe for... need to listen to uh-huh yeah uh mudvane tv radio uh, genuinely came around on this song almost 100%. It's so catchy. Come on. It's butt rock with like enough of the edge where you feel like you're being subversive to butt rock the genre. And I like that. That's a good spot to be in because you're, you know, it's dumb. You know, it's What's dumb. What's the thing he keeps screaming? I completely forgot. Something like something real dumb. Oh, I know, but I love it. And that's why I hated it. I just, oh, yeah. it did send me into a nostalgia spiral though. So I used to listen to Mudvayne a lot. I listened to their first three albums a lot they yeah. were math crazy metal their lyrics were not just about big trucks and shit he has a band That's called cool. hell yeah that has a song called 18 wheels of freedom so uh oh never forget truck yeah no we no one's truck, truck yeah. yeah uh the the classic tv party by black flag uh which kind of says exactly what bob dylan says in a much more like concise way which is we're dumb we're we're dumb for watching TV, so we're just gonna get drunk. It's the equivalent. Being drunk and watching TV are one and the same. I, it's better when Bam. you do them together. Yeah, that's true. You're even <laughs> drunker and dumber. Uh, Big Boys TV. Uh, I like that because it's not really a TV thing. It's like wanting to be on your TV, like sort of almost like a love song, which I think is like a, a better. For, same with Colorblind um, by Beach Bunny, who, which is new, 2020. Um, yeah, it's like we saw them, didn't we? Beach Money, yeah, they yeah. open for Pop. Right. Uh, excellent. And that song is fantastic, and they're fantastic, and I've already recommended you listen to that album. But that's the thing. It mentions TV just kind of casually, mm-hmm. but not, you know, there's no moral moralizing it. You know, you just, it's a part of every everybody's life, man. At first, I thought it was going to be a cover of the Counting Crows song. Mm. Black Crows? Counting Crows. Counting Crows. It would be really out of left field for them to just have a Counting Crows cover. 
out of nowhere. Yes. It's kind of gross. I don't know. The David, whatever his name is. Big yellow taxi. Yeah, that's kind of Mr. Gross. Jones and me. Kind of gross. Kind of gross. Black Crows is the, hey, little baby, let me light your candle, because tomorrow I'm <laughs> Right? That's kind of Black guy, Crows. And whatever the guy's name is who is in Black Crows. I know. Anyway, the colorblind song by the actual Counting Crows is very sad and very good. And it was like the only song I ever learned how to play on a piano back in the day. Well, that's not on our <sighs> playlist. But you could you could sub it in. You, you're allowed to do stuff like that. Melanie Doan, can't take my eyes off of you. Not that song. Not no. that song. Yeah. But that's what I thought. What a song great was. cover of that song, Lauren Hill. Oh my god, tear her heart right out. Anyway, okay. Melanie Doan. I've mentioned this song before because we've talked about before. What? That was a weird emphasis. Before, because we've talked. <laughs> what are you, a TV talking song? <laughs> uh, about songs that are the music would imply and the lyrics would imply that they're talking about something very romantic or very important and personal or sad. But then turns out the subject of the song was something completely different and it kind of like ruins or makes great the yeah. song. Whereas like you hear this love song, but it's about a cat. Right. Uh, this song is a love song. Can't take, can't take my, I can't take my eyes off you. Oh, so beautiful. So nice. Especially considering the reason I know the song exists is because it was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer when Willow and Tara are dancing because they're in love and it's amazing. But it's not about them. The song is about television. Really? Yeah. Uh, what is the, the lyrics are, um, I would choose you over all my past lovers because they've come and they've gone, but I can always turn you on. Mm-hmm. Oh. And if you start, <laughs> if you listen closely at the very beginning, it, it's throughout the whole song, but you can hear it most of the beginning and the very end. There's a, like, there's a TV playing in the background mm. and it's just like, fuck, amazing. It's good stuff. Yeah, I didn't catch good. any of that. Shit. Okay. Well, that's perfect for this. Uh, and then finally, King Cruel. Cellular. Uh, do you remember her shows? We're going to go. We're going to go. We, so we do actually have tickets. Sure. Oh, man. The saga of King Kroll. Yeah. Because you're supposed to play here on my birthday. We were going to go. I waited too long to buy the tickets. Got sold out. And then I was like, well, hey, the t- show got rescheduled. What if some people decided not to go to it? Got a refund instead or whatever. Maybe there are tickets. And I got literally the last two tickets. So maybe we'll go in September. Grab two more I tickets. wonder if a lot of people that do that shitty scalping thing, that people that have a ton of money and just, or like, you know, that's their business somehow is reselling right. tickets. If they like, if CE got fucked up or something, like, I, I don't know if any of those reselling businesses had to like forfeit their tickets or like return them to I the. Have no idea. Because that could probably be it. I, that's what I'm thinking is that it was that type of situation. But you just got lucky to beat the two. I mean, coincidence is going to happen, but yeah, there's only two left and you got the two and then that was it. Yeah. Because I try to buy one more ticket, and it's like, nope, it's all that. I was it's like, what out. the fuck? Amazing. Well, don't worry. It will get canceled. And I know. Because <laughs> shows aren't things anymore. Poor Polaris show, man. <laughs> it's scheduled in fucking February, and it's still not going to happen in February. That's a long time from I now. know. Kelly, we're also people in the world during the time that we listen to TV talk and song. You've already given away a little bit of the TV that you were not talking because that's rude. You should be not talking and watching TV. You don't talk. No, you gotta watch it. You gotta watch it. So you were watching Dead to Me, but what else were you doing in addition to that over these past couple of, uh, you know, week or, week or so that we've been listening to this? I have been watching and forcing my girlfriend to watch by 
association because she's in the same room as me. A bunch of different movies. Uh, mm. I watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, that's the Tarantino oh, movie the Tarantino that came Tarantino out last movie. year. Wow. Uh, it's two hours and 45 minutes mm. long, and everybody hates it because nothing happens until the end. And I would argue that nothing happens at all in the end. It's just a little excessively gory, but like, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with things where nothing happens or nothing matters. Well, it's like an alternative history, right? It's where the yeah, and, stuff and it's just happen. like that's cool. That's interesting. It's fun. I mean, it's got the problems that all Tarantino movies. Look, if you don't like fucking Tarantino, you're not gonna like this movie. Number one. Number two. If you don't like movies where nothing happens because you can't handle if nothing's happening. Hard quote unquote. Yeah. Uh, then you're gonna hate it. Uh, I watched Top Gun for the first time because I've never seen it. And the OG Top Gun. Oh yeah. Oh God. What? You haven't seen Top Gun? No. Amazing. I'm not because I'm not. A heterosexual woman or gay man, um, because the they've all seen that. Also, I guess lots of straight dudes have seen it too. Anyway, I'm. I think everybody of a certain age has seen it. I mean, I yeah. that was just like a movie, yeah, that I watched just by inertia. I'm glad I finally watched it because so much pop culture, as many phenomena tend to be, are built off of it, and it's just like it's so funny. Like, well, don't worry, there's a new one coming out. So, did it come out yet? It might have already oh. out. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, it's not good, but I'm glad I watched it. It has value. It's probably very 80s. like I, The most 80s. Yeah. Uh, so is it good or bad? I would argue it's probably bad. Yeah, they. I I, I can't get into it. So um, I don't think anybody's asking you to at this point. I rewatched History of the World Part 1, which is a Mel Brooks movie from 1981. Hey. It's still funny. Uh, Kate Tempest, who's on our playlist. Hey. You were the reason it's on the playlist because yes. I never heard of her, and I went and checked out her... Most recent albums, um, Let Them Eat Chaos, which is this song I play this is from, and The Book of Traps and Lessons from 2019. Yes. Both great. I mean, awesome. gonna love a lady talking about ladies, and it's just like a bunch of spoken word poetry over cool beats. And I'm like, God, if slam poetry always had beats behind it, I would be so much more into slam poetry. <laughs> yeah. Because that's really what you need. And for better or worse, probably worse, Mudvayne inspired me to wow. analyze a band from my past. Analyze? Listen Itself? to it. Mudvayne? No. Okay. That would be the obvious and easy choice. No, no, no. I did not no, but Mudvayne, we're going to blame Mudvayne I for do. you having to do this. I blame Chad Gray specifically. Um, oh, is this who I think it is? Static X. Static X. Static X, yeah. I, what would Wayne Static think? I loved their first two albums. Shadow Zone was okay. That was the third one, and then I never listened to an album of theirs again because it got too bad. I didn't, like, it's just so funny. I can't talk about any of this seriously because it's all bad. It was always bad. But uh, 99's Wisconsin Death Trip. And 2001's Machine, I they still brought back all the feels, and I still really enjoy it. The lyrics are garbage. I can't tell you how bad they are. <sighs> Let me. There's a song called Love Dump uh, on the first album, and it's one of the lyrics are, Your ass smells like a cake, and your shit's uh, just like a rose. Or no, your shit's like chocolate cake, and your ass smells like a rose. Yeah, so, and it's called Love Dump. It's, yeah. Anyway. Uh, the thing you can't take away from them is the, the way, well, the hair, the dude has a looks, the, the way he delivers lyrics, like the speed with which it's not like he's like super fast rapping, but like he has a, a really interesting way he delivers the lyrics. Then the tone of his voice is pretty cool too. I haven't heard anybody that sounds exactly like Wayne Static and the way that he uses his guitar or the guitarist uses the guitar. I don't know. He yeah. plays, he plays rhythm, but is really as a percussive instrument most of the time. Um, the song I am specifically off of uh, Wisconsin Death Trip, it's it's like he's using it as a percussive instrument because he, he changes the chords maybe once, but mostly it's just like it's just like the way to make the sound and it's really neat and he combines a lot of synth elements which was 
cool for the time. Very cool for the time. And yeah. very much something that I was into. I was like, oh, it's like trip hop, but metal. Yeah, okay, cool. I'm on board. <laughs> yeah. I was already on board. So I would say, is it worth listening to? I don't know. But it definitely hit the nostalgia moment for me. I can't say objectively that it's good. If I mean, but it has value. So I don't know every listener who listens to this what type of music they like. Clearly, Bob Dylan is why they're here. Uh, but you know, people have commented on our tastes all around. Is this like new metal? Is this yeah. mainstream metal? I mean, because when you when I hear new metal, I'm thinking rapping. There's no rapping. You're saying no. speaks faster or whatever, but no, he does they're not. There's, there's no, no rap, yeah. and there's no DJs or anything like that. No. Even though they might do I mean, some synth stuff. There's synth elements, but there's no record scratching shit. It's not the biscuit. So it's more like Slipknot and Mudvayne, those yes. type of like correct. Classify them as, but it's like metal, metal. But they're like a less talented uh, mud vein that leans harder into synth sounds. Mm, Okay, yeah, because mud vein they they could all play their instruments. Well, listen to our mud vein song on the playlist and see. Not that one. Not that one. Not that one. But kind of that one. That one's pretty good. No, no. I like that one. Listen to beginning of all things and LD50 and end of all things to come. Those are the only ones to listen to. And uh, while you're there, mushroom head. Oh God. Petroleum jelly. Oh my God. Taking it, its time on my system. Come, 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 come. That, there's rapping in that. In those. Time takes away these last few more. God, I heard it all. I'm on a quest for a job. I got to find me some mind and a place to rest. Wow. <laughs> you know, it's amazing the things we like when we're younger and we think this is this is good. And that it doesn't. You remember it like, forever. Yeah. That's still in my head. Thanks, Kelly, for your recommendation. Yeah, what were you're, you you're doing? Good. What, what did you do this week? Uh, I, I We have to mention it. Rough and Rowdy Ways. Oh, the album. The album Mm-mm. is absolutely coming out. I'm absolutely excited about it. Did False Prophet. It? No. Oh, oh God. I've, again, I don't know how to do that anymore, except <laughs> for the website you gave me. Does LimeWire still exist? I mean, I go to Pirate Bay. I mean, Pirate Bay has been frozen now forever. Yes, man. And I just don't, I, I don't, what am I going to, what do I need to download? I mean, everything's streamable at this point. I, just, I don't think it has leaked yet. I'm just was curious. If it was I don't know. Or, yeah, no. I I would be shocked if it has, mainly because they're really good at keeping this stuff under wraps. Uh, but he released a, a single, uh, False Prophet. It's fantastic. We'll talk about all this more. Uh, R.I.P. to Little Richard. Uh, he, he died. Uh, Bob Dylan. I don't know how much we've talked about this. I hope to get into a lot of this stuff a lot more on the podcast. But Bob Dylan, when he was in high school, he, you know, you do a little thing in your yearbook that, like you know, your, quote or your little quote, yeah. you know, Bob Dylan's was, hmm. I want to join Little Richard's band. Yeah, I think so. Um, Bob Dylan tweeted, like real tweeted, not just like, hey, I've got a cryptic uh, hashtags for my new single coming out. I uh, said, quote, I, I just heard. Uh, the news about Little Richard, and I'm so grieved. He was my shining star and guiding light back when I was only a little boy. His was the original spirit that moved me to do everything I would do. I played some shows with him in Europe in the early 90s and got to hang out in his dressing room a lot. He was always generous, kind, and humble, and still a dynamite performer and a musician, and you could learn plenty from him. In his presence, he was always the same Little Richard that I first heard and was awed by growing up, and I was always the same little boy. Of course, he'll live forever. It's like a part of your life is gone. Terribly sad. 
And for me, he'll always be the brave little toaster guy because they sing all the little appliances. Sing yeah. Tutti Frutti. He became song. a um, the persona. Like flamboyant, yeah, flamboyantly. Right? Like like a pencil mustache. Absolutely. Like a oh, and back then they were he, boys and girls, and yeah, he was always known for that too. Just like bending like a, that like line. Like a prince kind of. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. That's absolutely. That guy. Gotcha. Uh, I listened to the band Soft Machine from the sixties. Uh, I thought there was gonna be like a shoegaze band. It's like, tell me more. <laughs> uh, they're they're they were like a prog band, like a really early prog, you know, progressive rock band. Go on. But and then they turned into like halfway that, halfway jazz fusion. I'm out. <laughs> I knew you would be. It was, it was surprisingly good. They had a vocalist, and then they just nixed that guy, and they just stuck to fucking instrumental. Cra- like some some of some albums were like four minute songs, and some were like you know. 25 minute songs you know i love it i love it and it's really good if you're just like sitting there writing god i love progressive music and a jazz fusion that's the way to go 20s jazz too let's pop it all on strike anywhere announced a new ep after 11 12 years since their last album so fucking into that i finally listened to childish campinos album excellent yes absolutely great um, I like yours, the song you like, 1910. I forget all the numbers. No one will ever know the names. But uh, yeah, very disco-y. Very, I don't like the first songs, the ones that were actually oh, named. Yeah. Not great. But that one was good. And I love the last one with his daughter on it or whatever. And he's oh. like, has a little like, there's like a little thing. Is like, what do you want to be when you grow up or whatever? It's very sweet. Um, yeah, it's good. It was very good. Um, Jason Isbell returned with a new album called Reunions. I really like the album. It's very good. I also watched yesterday the movie, and the less said about that, the better. We, I mean, you watched it, and then you, I wanted to watch it for so long, and then I watched it, and I had a mental breakdown before I saw it. I had a mental breakdown after I saw it. Would you say that my description and our ensuing conversation before you had watched it was, like, after you watched it, was that conversation, what am I trying to say? After you watched the movie, do you feel like I left anything out? And do you think that our conversation was 100% accurate and still on base without you having seen the movie? It was 99% accurate. You forgot to mention that tobacco didn't exist. And thus, America, so in in a sense, chattel slavery is also indelibly different. And thus, all of American culture, period, and world culture, let's be really honest, is completely different. And uh, Liverpool not existing to shepherd, uh, to, to float out to the colonies and take cotton, and tobacco, which built it into a city where Paul, George, Ringo, and John could live, because that never happened. And the Beatles don't exist in this world where there's the, no the cigarettes. The cigarette thing was like one of those things that was so ridiculous. I was just like, ha! It just like immediately went. Yeah, Liverpool. Like, no, Liverpool doesn't exist. In fact, it's so much of the like literally the world. It's fucking wild. Anyways, no. So so ninety nine percent good. The tobacco one, I wasn't ready for. Yeah. And when he didn't know what a cigarette was, I wanted to, I wanted to die. Mm. Uh, but anyways, no, no. Um, God, all I can think about is smoking all the time. Maybe in some other world we'll we'll break down. If you want to hear us break down about um, yesterday the movie, let us know. Otherwise, the less said, the better. It was cool that we got paid to talk about it for like four hours, though. We did. We did at work for hours on end. We should have just recorded ourselves. <laughs> no one needs four hours of that. I mean, someone needs it. Someone needs to know that they're also not alone. <laughs> that the movie was oh, it's like the infuriated. it's like the tweets. You know, I don't know if you need to hear this. I don't know who needs to hear this, but yesterday is a nightmare. <laughs> We've been testing you, and you've 
So that's the end of TV Talk and Song. Usually uh, in this sort of world, we try to be more uh, conscious this year of our own sort of limitations with work, with all this kind of stuff. We were going to do a strict amount of episodes, and then we were going to take a little bit of a break, and then we were going to come back and do some more. We didn't get to do as many episodes as we wanted to, and we're going to come back to our usual tradition, probably our last time we'll do this, Music Video Month. We already had a gag planned out where Kelly was going to pick the next five episodes, you know, to fill out the entire month of of July for our music video month. We're going to be back in July. My birthday. Canada Day. Canada's Canada's Day. Canada's birthday. My birthday. Random.org's birthday. It's everyone's birthday. (laughs) Everyone celebrates July 1st. The end of the fiscal year. Not the end of the fiscal year, but the end of uh, the, the third quarter. Sure. The fourth quarter. Right. Yep. The second quarter. Yep. <laughs> uh, the beginning of the third quarter, the end of the second quarter. <laughs> so get your invoices into. You heard Kelly's plea last episode. She needs to get paid. Please. Please put in your invoices. Yes. Significant also about the first is the start of the final music video month. Mm-hmm. You remember music video month from the summer. So we've done a lot of music videos. Ten so far. Yeah. However, we're going to do this a little differently, Kelly, because because it's my birthday, I'm going to gift you the ability. That's how birthdays work. Right, you give other people stuff. I give other people stuff. So I'm giving you the ability to choose the order of the next five episodes. This is unprecedented. I'm mad with power. Mad with power. You don't know any of the songs that are coming up. The first one that I have listed here is Thunder on the Mountain off of 2006's Modern Times. The next one is Pretty Saro which is uh, off the Bootleg Series Volume 10, another self-portrait. Sweetheart Like You, off of 1983's Infidels. Series of Dreams, off of 1990's, 1989-1990 recording, but I think it was on um, Under the Red Sky. And Most Likely You'll Go Your Way and I'll Go Mine, a remix of the song that was done a few years ago of the song on 1966's Blonde on Blonde. Hmm. So I'm a little torn because I'm like, do we... Am I trying to put these in order of best to worst? Mm. And if so, should I start with the worst? The one I'm most interested in? I mean, I clearly don't know which one's better or which one's... How do you want to end it? Do you uh, do you want to go up... Uh, do you want to celebrate my birthday with a bang or a whimper and then lead to the bang or, yeah, lead to the whimper? Yeah, or do you want to, like, put your top two at the ends, you know, yeah. put one at the end? Yeah, right. The beginning? I don't know. Wow, this is a lot of pressure. Yeah. I'm just going to have to... I'm just going to have to go with it. So, yeah, Thunder on the Mountain. Thunder on the Mountain first. Yes, because right, Fire on the Mountain. Mountain which is a wonderful wing place in Portland, Oregon. It's Three true. Locations. Okay, and then Series of Dreams. Series of Dreams next, okay? And then... Why? Why? What? Because what, what that's series? the one I want to hear. Like, see, see, I'm already loading loading the topic. I think that one's going to be good. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... Although Thunder on the Mountain is probably terrible. Who knows? Anyway, Series of Dreams. Pretty Sorrow. Sounds like it's going to be dumb. Uh, so Sarah's next? Yes. Uh, Sweetheart Like You, and then we'll end with Most Likely You Go Your Way. Sweetheart and most likely. All right, so you're banking on 
you're baking on 1966 being your you're out you're gonna we're gonna end on a good note that's what i'm hoping yeah so that so that is a remix so we will also listen to the real song so all of these we'll listen to just like a normal if you've never done music video month with us before we will talk about the music video but we're also going to listen to the song as it stands by itself so okay so those are the next five so join us in the month of july where we're going to be talking about those and then at the end of uh for the last time and then if, if we get another music video that shows up I'll just add them to the episodes. We'll talk about them. But I think there's not enough to sustain another month. Yeah, but I don't think we get out of here alive without watching Dharma and Greg. Yeah, well, we have to watch Dharma and Greg. So once we uh, once we get to the right time frame, we'll watch Dharma and Greg. We'll supplement Dharma and Greg. We'll watch the entire series of Dharma and Greg. Oh, my God. We should have watched that during TV talking song. Shit. We really fucked up. Mm. Really fucked up. Everybody cheer. This is where you Yay. clap. Just clap. Oh, just clap right now. <sighs> That's what it sound like a crowd? And we'll be coming back to you with, appropriately, the first Bob Dylan album that I was consciously able to buy as a recently turned 19-year-old. Modern Times featured a song, a little song called Thunder on the Mountain you're that opened that album. You're 19, you're like, I need to listen to Bob Dylan. Like just a new Bob Dylan. Just a baby, baby 19-year-old. I went so to funny. Best Buy. I went to Best Buy. Why weren't you just like doing drugs and listening to New Metal? Like, I was in guy. college. Also, Still. you could do all of those things and also listen to Modern Times because you're a normal person who appreciates right, right. art. <laughs> uh, and we're going to do a quick episode for Rough and Rowdy Ways. So that uh, that album comes out on the 19th of June. Right. We're going to record that over that weekend, and we're going to come out on June 22nd with that episode. So okay. you're going to get a real quick dive. It's not going to be an in-depth one. We're not going to go crazy on lyrics or anything like that because I'm not going to do that. You're not going to do that. No. It's going to be a lot of lyrics, I feel. So I think we're just going to do overall tone, overall feel. And if you're listening to this after that, I hope all is well. I hope we're queued up on your playlist for the next episode. I hope we're queued up and we're going. next. Under on the mountain. And rough and rowdy ways. Yeah. I hope that, I hope you're listening to this right now. And rough and rowdy ways is already out. You can listen to it. And you can listen to it. And then listen to our episode. Or just listen to our episode. Or we'll see you in a little while. Thank you for listening. Good night. <clears throat> Goodbye. Regardless of the time of day. <laughs> well, it's Saturday night and I just got paid. Little time money, don't try to save. My heart said go, go. Have a time for Saturday night. Nah, feel fine. Gonna rock it up. I'm gonna rip it up. I'm gonna shake it up.